Friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question it which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, just by going to serviceofchange.com. Click on that big red button. That book will challenge your perception of reality, not by necessarily giving you answers, but by giving you the question, the question that starts the ball rolling in trying to understand and realize that reality is not what it seems, and neither are we. On this episode of The Seeker Podcast, I want to talk about hidden truths that are disguised as fiction. I'm going to review, uh, in particular, H.G. Wells' book, The Time Machine, and a couple other modern-day Hollywood movies where uh, this stuff comes out, where it's presented as fiction. But the more research that I've been doing for Food for the Archons, you know, the more parallels and truths I'm seeing in, in a lot of these works out there. And what I believe is that it is more than just a work of fiction and pure fantasy. Now, The, the Time Machine, the book by H.G. Wells, uh, you know, I've seen the original movie. I've seen the new movie. I, I believe I read the book years ago, um, but it's been sticking in my head lately, For especially since I've been doing this research. One day, it just kind of hit me in the face, that book, uh, you know, because of everything that I've been going through in my research for the book. You know, if you've listened to previous shows, and if you have not, I encourage you to go, you know, go out to iTunes, go to uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, you know, you can find all the links at serviceofchange.com. It's a great starting point that'll start this ball rolling in everything and all the evidence that I've been compiling, talking about these things. But basically, in a nutshell, for, for my new listeners out there, you know, what I'm exploring is the possibility that, number one, we are energetic beings. We produce various frequencies, various types of energy. Uh, you know, and I'm finding that there is a parasite that has influence over humanity that causes us to put out varying levels of um, energy uh, as a form of nourishment for that parasite. So basically we're being fed off, we're being manipulated to produce fear and anxiety and sadness and all that stuff. That's why the world's so crazy today. And it, it sounds like this wackadoo theory until you actually start doing some reading and some research. And once you get beyond the reading and the research, you start paying attention to what's out there in the movies. You know, your mind is really uh, just blown wide open. Um, and, you know, and I think for many of us, one of those movies that happened to do that was uh, the Matrix movie by the, by the Wachowskis. And, uh, you know... 
I must have had to watch that movie five times before I really started to understand. And I know there's a cult following, and I guess I'm a part of that cult following, but I can't deny the message that was hidden in there because what's amazing is the change in consciousness that happened to me by watching that movie and, and trying to dissect it and understand it. You know, and I think that's why, uh, you know, a lot of people in film and people in, uh, you know, in Hollywood and, and authors also explore fiction because you can present the concept and the idea and you're not bound by the constraints of doing something that's a nonfiction piece, a research piece, as I'm doing right now, which it's a lot harder piece to do because you got to stay factual, you got to verify your sources and things of that nature. The point is, it doesn't change the universal truths that are hidden within what they're trying to say. You know, it's a good storyteller with a myth, with a moral. Um, and in the matrix, they said pretty much the same thing that we're being used as a source of energy. We're being influenced, our thoughts, our consciousness. Uh, and that was a very powerful thing for me to understand, to realize that there's something greater than ourselves and that something may not be, have our best interest in mind. So, with that little bit of background of, of what I'm talking about and what kind of drives me uh, in, in my research and to do this show, and, and I got to say, I sat here for the last for the last hour and literally just stared at my computer, um, trying to come up with a concept. And I, I'm just I'm exhausted. I just had the worst mental fatigue, brain fog, writer's block. And then it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I've been wanting to talk about this, the time machine for forever. Uh, I never thought to do it as a podcast, but it's, it's a thought that always comes, that always comes in my head. So uh, let's just give a, a quick summary, uh, you know, of the book. Spoiler alert. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. If you haven't read the book or watched the movie, you know, the thing is pretty old. Maybe you should get to it. Um, or turn off this podcast until you go read the book and watch the movies. I will have links to the uh, the movies and the books in the show notes at servicetochange.com. So if you're listening, just go to Service to Change, check it out. Check out those links if you want to read the book uh, you know, or watch either versions of the movie. They're right there at servicetochange.com. So moving back to this story, basically you have uh, the time traveler. This, this man builds a machine that travels you know, forward and backward in time. And, uh, you know, the, the Hollywood version is much different from the book version. You know, obviously they have to change things, but he goes into the future. Ultimately, the, the plot line that I want to follow, he goes into the future. Uh, I forget how many thousands and thousands of years. And he finds these, uh, this paradise on earth of these, you know, and, and these, these humans that are just, they're beautiful creatures and they're carefree. There's, they don't have a worry in the world. And I think what happens is somebody starts drowning in the river and nobody cares. Nobody goes to rescue them because they're just so like, la-di-da-di-da. So he jumps in and he rescues this woman. And, you know, ultimately I think he falls in love with her. Um, so, you know, he's trying to understand this society and, you know, what he finds out is at night, these creatures, these white ape-like creatures come in the night and they, st- and these creatures are called the Morlocks. The other, the, uh, you know, the peaceful creatures are called the Eloi. And what I think is interesting, you know, uh, Eloi, one of that's a play on Elohim or El, um, you know, from some of the more, uh, historical works and, and research. But, uh, you know, I think that's breadcrumbs that he's leaving there for us. But these creatures come in the night and they kidnap the Eloi and they ultimately take them underground and they eat them. 
And that's a pretty scary concept. So, you know, that's what happens in a nutshell. That's what he explains. And then the book in the movie goes through how he tries to combat them. Now, it's an interesting twist in the most recent movie version. Uh, I can't remember who was in it or what year it came out, but it was in the last 10 years the newest version of it came out. Everybody in this paradise realm has nightmares. And they all have the same nightmare about the Morlocks, about these, and I think they're more purplish in uh, in this version of the movie. But they all have nightmares about these creatures, but nobody speaks about them. We don't talk about them. We're not allowed to speak about them because, you know, there's just something kind of crazy going on. Everybody's in denial. Does that sound like the world today, especially people dealing with the abduction phenomenon? We don't talk about that. You're not supposed to talk about that. People have these experiences, but we're not going to talk about it because you're going to be labeled as crazy. So they have these dreams, they have these encounters uh, of these creatures, and they're ultimately taking people and they're eating them. Well, in, in the movie version, they go on to explain, um, you know, what happened. Basically, uh, the moon fell apart, and, and there's some symbolism there with the moon as well affecting the earth, which I, I can't get into tonight, but listen to my show, What's on the Moon? Um, and, and the moon fell apart, and you know, Earth had to, the survivors who didn't escape the planet had to go underground. So, um, some people went underground, but some people actually stayed up on the surface and rode it out and survived. Those that stayed on the surface became what was known as the Eloi, those that went underground became the Morlocks. But what also happened was these Morlocks split into a caste system. So you had basically your worker bees, your drones, who had a hive mindset. They you know, all were controlled by the brain or the caste, the, the elite caste system. So it was these people who were underground who were very, very old and developed their intuitive and telepathic and psychic abilities. And what they did was they controlled this worker bee class, this hive mindset of drones, the, the Morlocks. And they also were able to influence the dreams and somewhat the thoughts and behaviors of the Eloi up on the surface. Now, again, does this start to sound a lot like what's going on with the abduction scenario? I'm going to tie this together in a minute. So they would influence these dreams and tell the, let these people have these nightmares and tell them, you don't talk about it. And then they would send the Morlocks up there to capture them and bring them down. And of course, they'd have to feed their worker cast, but they'd also be feeding themselves. So what I find interesting about this, and it was after I read Graham Hancock's Magicians of the Gods, where it removed all doubt in my mind that there was an advanced society here on Earth. Now, there's so much evidence in Graham's book. And even if you watch, you know, the ancient alien shows, uh, you know, and I'm not getting into aliens. I'm not saying aliens don't exist. That's not what this episode is about. But if you get into the ancient alien shows, they show these ancient uh, underground structures that have been discovered. Um, you, you know, that, that takes some level of advanced technology and planning to build these structures, uh, you know, and they go deep underground. Now, you, you look into the research of not just the dumbs, the deep underground military bases, but you look into, um, you know, some of the stories that come out, I want to say about Dulce and, and uh, you know, the underground, um, you know, they're labeled as alien facilities. Um, you know, they say that there's these beings that live underground. Then you look at the hollow earth theory that, you know, the, the inner earth, um, you know, and, and the race of beings that live under there. There's a whole bunch of literature out there as well. Uh, my point is there's a lot of stories going across our current time span of history talking about 
life underground. Graham's book ties it in saying, yep, here is the evidence. Boom, right in your face. You really can't deny it. There was an advanced society here that was destroyed by a single cataclysm. These people went underground, and then some of them came back out and basically retaught everything to mankind, um, you know, and, and, and dealt it out. So thinking about Graham's book, thinking about this movie, The Time Machine, it kind of all falls into place for me. It all makes sense. And I, I get it. Maybe you're sitting there going, Dennis, you're quoting fiction. But if you listen to the beginning of this podcast, my whole point is that I think that maybe it's our collective unconscious. Maybe it's our, our, you know, our racial memory. Maybe it's Maybe it's intentionally being leaked out in a little bit in, in these matters so we do remember who we are. Maybe that's the revolution. But my point is, I, I think that there's something to this. We know that an advanced society was here. They went underground. I think some of them stayed underground. Now, is it possible that those that went underground developed, you know, they were said to be highly intuitive people as it was before they went underground. So maybe they developed even further. Maybe they have this hive cast. Maybe they have such an advanced form of technology where they developed these, uh, you know, bioengineered life forms, a.k.a. the greys that everybody talks about, and they send them out as their drones, a.k.a. the Morlocks, to go out and take people in the night to conduct experiments on them. There's some reports that say, well, people are actually taken in the night and they never are seen again and they're eaten, they're consumed. You know, my take on it is, you know, there's the, the energy that's taken from people as well, the, you know, the energetic nourishment that these beings are getting. So there's a whole bunch of different ways you can go with it, but it all, it all ties in. There's so much stuff out there. We're just so bound by, well, if I can't measure it, taste it, touch it, feel it, prove it right now, it doesn't exist. And there's a lot of times where it's good to have those strict standards, but there's times when you're saying, I know there's something more. I need to open my mind. And the current methods we have just can't capture it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So we've got all these, uh, you know, stories, corroborating stories that are out there talking about this stuff. And, and I just think that there's a correlation to it because when you look at other other movies as well you know when I did a show uh, early on called uh, Monsters uh, talking about Monsters Inc what's the point of Monsters Inc well monsters live in a city that's powered by energy that they get when a human is scared they go in and scare children and take their screams aka fear it's the same thing right there it's right in our faces what's in the beginning of the movie what's the theme of the movie the all seeing eye study your symbolism goes you know start looking at this stuff this stuff is there it's hiding in plain sight in Hollywood the Wachowskis are definitely on the to know, um, you know, with with all the films that they put out there, I know it didn't get a lot of um, good reviews. Jupiter Ascending, but I, I watched that movie about a week ago for the second time. The movie starts out by you know the elite cast saying, "Yes, we own planets. There are farms, and we go harvest them because then we take." all of the bodies there. It takes about 100 bodies to create one vial of this stuff that keeps them young. It nourishes their bodies. The Wachowskis are onto it. They understand it. That's what they're putting out there in their movies. Uh, you know, so some really fascinating theories. If you sit down and you just pay attention to what's just below the surface with these movies, uh, you know, and, and many of these books as well. Um, there's really something out there to it. And when you start connecting these dots, and again, I know I'm connecting fiction for the most part, but sometimes we need to allow our minds to, to go in that direction and to read that stuff. We need to take a break from the, the regimented, I need to always have evidence and data. And, and because number one, it's exhausting. Number two, when you allow your mind the freedom to explore with your creativity and your imagination, you can find truth. You can find your way. When you hit that blocking point, 
Go into the realm of fiction. Go into the realm of your imagination because that, as David Icke says, I'm infinite possibility. And you are infinite possibility. If everything is possible, well, then how are you going to understand the infinite if you're working within the finite with the constrictions and the rules? You know, um, So just take a break. Take a pause and explore these movies and watch them with a new lens. Not saying that this happened exactly as it says it did, but, you know, pay attention to it for a minute, you know. And again, it just really, it ties into, you know, the fictional work I'm reading, the non-fictional work that I'm reading, the research that I'm reading, the esoteric work that I'm reading. I'm just seeing correlation. And maybe I want to see something that isn't there. But again, I challenge you, go back and listen to my old podcasts and do the research that I recommend. Follow the links that I leave on each one of my pages and do your own homework. And, and I'm pretty confident you're going to come back and you say, you know what, Dennis, you are on to something here. You know? and, and I'm not the only one. I'm not the, the leader in all of this stuff. You know, I just feel compelled to share as much of this stuff because I hope there's listeners out there who are benefiting from it you know, and finding comfort in it. Because I know for me, there's been times in this journey where I feel lost and I feel completely alone. So if I can do my part to share it to to those listeners out there and say, hey, you're not on your own. You are not crazy for having those thoughts that may be labeled as such. Again, you know, one of my passions for doing this is because of the way in which my father was taken from this existence. It was a horrible suffering. And I saw something there. I felt something there. I saw that other side. I saw that parasite infecting my father and infecting my family during that transition, which is why I do what I do. Uh, you know, and I continue to put these podcasts out. My apologies. They haven't been consistent in the last couple of weeks. Things have been crazy. But here I am, you know, Saturday night, nine o'clock, kids are in bed. And I'm uh, getting this podcast together. I'm going to try to get it out immediately because I'm two days late as it is. So anyway, The Time Machine. Watch you know, watch the movies. Again, the links are going to be at servicetochange.com. Read the book. I think there's some really deep insights there. And I think it's a very good possibility that that book reflects our current existence today. And I think it explains you know, what these creatures are. Now, again... Maybe it's an evolved form of, of humanity because some people have said, well, maybe these beings are us in the future. Well, maybe not necessarily in the future. Maybe they're us from the past, and that is what happens when humans evolve, but we're a newer version of humanity. you know. And I'm not even getting into the digital stuff on this episode. That's a whole other show that I need to go into to explore that possibility and consciousness and time. But once again, I feel like I'm all over the place. My point being that... There's so much more going on, and we're so blinded, and we're so distracted, and myself included. My last couple shows were really focused on politics and the state of the world and stuff because the whole world is being pulled in that direction. Energetically, there's these influences that hit us, and they drag us, and they pull us, and that's okay to sometimes go into that and pay attention to that. We need to be aware of that stuff, but we need to step back. We need to step back and we need to center ourselves and ground ourselves. And again, fiction is a great way to do that. Let your imagination run because that opens you up. It opens up your creative centers. It grounds you. It allows you to stop being influenced and controlled by all the stress and fear and chaos that's out there. Get lost in fiction once in a while. Get lost in creativity and imagination and ask yourself, what is possible? Don't tell yourself there's no way that can happen. Tell yourself, wow, I wonder. Remember being a child and how wonderful it is to just use your imagination. There is infinite possibility out there. 
keep your eyes open. I'd love to hear it. You know, if, if you have a particular film that you think definitely drops some knowledge, drops some truth, please send me an email, uh, send me a message, hit me up on Facebook. I want to hear about it. I want to watch it. I'm always looking for something good to watch at night. Uh, again, and, and speaking of which, uh, go to go to serviceofchange.com, and I put out an article. If you've watched the Stranger Things uh, phenomenon, I, I wrote an article. Uh, I'll try to cover this in another podcast, but uh, you know about things that are actually real based on the Stranger Things, and there are things that are labeled science fiction in that film, but they're based on real things that have actually happened, and I, I cover that pretty extensively in this article. It's a pretty awesome article, so please check it out, and it's linked to other podcasts explaining all this stuff. Uh, as well. So it's definitely well worth your time. I feel like I didn't come up for air this entire show. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. I hope I didn't turn you off from it, but uh, I'm still here maybe a, a day or two late this week. I will get back on schedule, I promise. But to my loyal listeners out there, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Seeker Podcast. Once again, please continue to like it. Please continue to share it. Rate it on iTunes. Rate it on SoundCloud. Let me get your feedback. It only helps the show to grow and expand. I would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to get your free ebook and sign up for the Seeker newsletter, where again, your concept of reality will be challenged because it's the question that drives us. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I challenge you to never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.